the wheel of time turns. In the country of Gildan, four wanderers are blown together by the ice-cold winds of civil war. What hero's journey might the pattern weave on their noble path? Get a load of these ones! <laughs> this is Who's Taking Watch, a show where we play D&D in our favorite worlds to tell some improvised fan fiction. I'm Brad, your DM for this arc set in the world of Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. With me is Zach, playing a surly sellsword with questionable social skills. My name is Dirk, son of Nanya, son of business. Michelle, playing Tao, a young boy who's trying to meet up with his literal brothers in arms. Eleven brothers and sisters, I'm very well versed in secrets. Marty as Paige, a charismatic herbalist looking for adventure. You expect me to tell you my life story when I've barely known you three days. And Victor as Lior, an ogier who's just trying to make sense of it all. We did nothing wrong. Really? Um, we killed someone. We? Mm, that's a very generous use of the word we. And yet, our heroes live in dark times. What are we going to do against the army of the Falls Dragon? He'll have nothing to fear from us just so long as he should walk in the light. Tal, get away! Trolloc! And I'll just charge. You just hear like a... Inside of your mind. So you guys are making your way to... This is gonna go so poorly. (laughs) Their path is lined with great triumph. Natural 20. (laughs) Tremendous tragedy. That is a natural 20. Oh, Oh, God. And whatever this is. We don't need certainty. We just need a knight. (laughs) <laughs> friggin' die. <laughs> oh, we're so far off the rails. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back on track as we turn the page and begin the first chapter of Who's Taking Watch? The Dragon's Might. Do you think the Dark One could be watching us? The time for vengeance will come soon enough. Earn your legacy back by finding the Red Dragon Orb. Its last known location was in Oakvale. I recommend you start in the tower. Most of the professors will be distracted with their precious midterms. This one wasn't so tough to find. It's like they've forgotten how valuable they are. Sapphire stepped into the hall tossing the orb to Diamond, who caught it in his hand. Excellent work, Sapphire. Diamond whispered draconic words to the orb, and it began to glow. It grew in size to fit in the palm of his scaled hand. There you are, hiding in plain sight. Would you like us to accompany you? No. This will be an excellent way to test my power. I will deal with her. Alone. The orb showed what appeared to be a swamp, with a group of people walking through, an old woman leading the way. As he gazed into the orb at her, it seemed like she was able to gaze right back at him. Long ago, the world was at war, but then the ten dragons arrived and changed everything. They brought peace to the world and gave us the gift of magic. Those who can use that magic are called sorcerers, but that is about to change. My name is Nova, and this is the story of how I became the first warlock. 
Warlock, Episode 12. Ready or not, midterms begin. Class Red sat in their dorm's common room. Books and scrolls scattered around the room as they spent the morning preparing for the midterm exams later that day. Ren sat next to the fire, preparing a stew while Nova and Briar sat on the floor in front of him. Black pudding. Ew, uh, acid, cold, lightning, and, um, slashing? Correct. Okay, Ren. Rug of smothering. Uh, I don't know. Fire? Ren, have you even opened your monster manual? Uh, yeah. I like to make a list of monsters that I want to fight. Well, it won't do you any good if you don't know what attacks will work and what won't. Eh, that's what I got you two for. You just tell me who to punch and how. Nova, you okay? I'm just still thinking about that dream from the other night. Have you ever had a dream that was so clear and vivid that it felt real even after you woke up? Oh, 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 I have. There's that one where I'm in a fighting competition, except I'm only wearing my cloak of billowing and- Read the room, meathead. It's like something is telling me he's alive somewhere, you know? I'm sorry. We need to focus on midterms. Okay, let me see what's next. Um, okay, so we've been doing monster manual, Oh, um, Briar, did you make enough health potions? I made two for each of us. Hopefully that's all we need. Okay, and Ren's working on the rations now. Are you sure that soup will keep? Oh, yeah. Just a little bit of prestidigitation later and we're ready to go. I wish we could have gotten our hands on a bag of holding, though. I think I made way too much soup. Why don't we go buy one? With what gold? I have more than enough. I sold everything when I moved here, remember? You mean you'd share your gold with us? I mean, it must be pretty hard to spend it, right? Knowing that you had to sell your house to get it? It's fine. I'd rather use it on something useful. Are we even allowed to bring magic items in? Only uncommon or lower, so bag of holding is approved. Huh. Well, it's a good thing I decided to train without that dinky little ring. That thing had to be rare at least. I'm twice as fast without it now anyway. Come on, let's head into town. I want to make sure we can find one so close to the test. Class Red left the tower and walked the streets of Oakvale on their way to the shopping district. They stopped for a hot cocoa to take with them as they walked the busy streets. Good luck, Class Red. Thanks, Thanks, old old man. man. The three approached a store with golden doors and a large crystal ball above the sign. The plaque read, Caligari's Curios and Curiosities. As they approached, a large eye appeared in the crystal, staring down at them. Uh, Are you sure this is the place, Twinkles? This is the best place in town. My dad used to come here all the time. This place is giving me major bad vibes. These kind of stores are always run by some creep anyway. Two Gold says that it's some weirdo grave robber or cranky old coot. You all gonna keep window shopping or come inside already? Caligari kicked open the door. He was a tall, well-built man with a leather vest over a tunic covered in stars. But what caught their eyes the most was his foot-tall, jet-black pompadour. Or am I too much of a creep, you little brat? Who you calling a brat, slimeball? Slimeball, eh? Ren, please don't. Caligari took a dagger off his belt and held it in front of him. Nova and Briar each took a step back away from Ren. Ren, let's just go. Caligari pressed a button on the dagger's handle, transforming it into a comb. He ran the comb through his hair. Ren gave a sly smirk. Oh, yeah? 
A spark of electricity crackled on Ren's fingertips. He swirled his finger through his own pompadour, making the strands stand on end. He quickly gave a twirl of his hand, giving him his signature curl. Yeah! Caligari brought his hand down quickly on Ren. Without missing a beat, Ren brought his own hand up to meet it. Briar and Nova braced themselves, but the two simply slapped hands in approval. You're all right with me, kid. Come on in. I can set you up with what you need. You know, it's rare that we meet somebody with such class and style. Don't mind if I do. Um, what just happened? I have no idea. The three followed Caligari into his shop. The walls were lined with odd trinkets, books, and the occasional stuffed monster. Nova swore she could feel them watching her as she moved around. Now what do you three need? Preparing for midterms? I remember those days. I used to cram at the last minute for those too. You're a sorcerer? Indeed I am. Retired though. After I found more magic items than I could carry, I decided to uh, set up shop. These are all the things you found? You got it. I'm actually getting pretty good at making them too. Ravenwood, right? I remember your pops. Good man. I'll give you all a discount. Thank you so much. We really need a bag of holding. Oh yeah, I've got one of those. Wait, no, I just sold the last one. To me. <laughs> Hello there, beautiful one. Class Red turned to see Balthazar holding the last remaining bag. Balthazar, can we please have that last bag? I'll give you more than you spent on it. It would mean the world to me. Ah, darling, you know that I would give you anything you ask and more. Alas, Kira would quite literally kill me if I gave this up. Damn it, I thought that would work. Get out of here, you sleaze. See you all tonight. Well, damn, we're out of luck. I'll tell you what. I've got a little something I've been working on. He tossed them a backpack from behind the counter. Drumroll, please. I call it Caligari's Convenient Haversack. I couldn't think of a name that started with C, but it's yours. Your old man helped me out quite a few times, so I'm returning the favor. I guess this'll work. Wow, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It works just like a bag of holding, just with more pockets. Although my kid might have left a toy or two in there. Just fair warning. Hey, you got uh, anything good for cooking? A chef, huh? Follow me, kid. Is there anything else we need? What is that? Nova spotted a dark cloak hanging on the wall. As she touched it, the cloth seemed to flit about like feathers. I've seen one of these. It's a cloak of feather fall. This is gorgeous. I can't imagine I'll be falling much in a dungeon, but can I please have this? Nova turned and made the biggest eyes she could at Briar. Please, 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 please. Hey, hey, hey! That is not fair. Don't look at me like that. Nova continued her unrelenting and adorable gaze. Fine, I don't see why not. Yes! You never know, right? Oh, thank you, Briar. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A strong wind tricks that thing into thinking that you're falling. So just be careful. You might just get carried away with a stiff breeze. Ooh, that's good to know. Thanks. Guys, check out this collapsible frying pan. 
It heats up by itself and it's cast iron. Oh, this is like something out of one of my dreams. I'm gonna name you Dennis. Here you go. Thank you for your help. You all are making me so nostalgic. Go easy in class green, William. Class green for life, you know? Thank you, Caligari. My pleasure. Good luck tonight, you three. The three left the shop and headed back down the street towards the tower. Uh, what an upstanding guy. We're going to have to come back here once the test is over to see what other fun goodies he's got. Briar, thank you so much. Oh yeah, thanks, Mosshead. I owe you. Please, don't mention it. And I mean that. I, I don't like talking about it. Come on, we only got a few hours left. We should pack this thing now so we don't forget anything. I'll meet you two at the dorm. I need to do something first. I'll get started on dinner. We want to start this thing with a full stomach. We'll see you soon, Nova. Nova set off alone, heading away from the bustling downtown to a quieter section of the city. Under trees, losing the last of their bright red and orange leaves, she passed other sorcerers hurriedly buying supplies. School children on their way home. I love your hair. Why, thank you, young man. Until she reached her destination. As she entered a small gated park, she was met with a tall stone statue of Knox Ravenwood. Hey, Dad. You've been on my mind a lot lately. I just wanted to tell you that I'm doing well. School is tough, but I'm sure you would tell me that that's how it's supposed to be. And Mom's doing well. Her bakery is getting a lot of business, but she misses you. I wish you were here to give me some wisdom before the exams tonight. And to tell me that you are proud of me. He is proud of you, Nova. Wherever he is. Darian! Sorry. (laughs) I really didn't mean to sneak up on you this time. What are you doing here? Well, I like to visit the old man every once in a while. I saw him as a father too, you know? Oh, really? It must have been really hard for you too when he disappeared. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this all about me. I just never knew mine. And my mother died when I was so young. He and the headmaster pulled me from a darkness that I could have never gotten away from by myself. I knew the two of you were close, but... I never realized that, and I'm sorry about your family. They never really leave you, do they? I lost my mother when I was pretty young, too. I wish I could remember more of her. I find talking about what I remember of my dad helps me keep him close. Tell me about her, if you want. She was kind. An elf, if you could believe it. Tall with dark red hair. She smiled at me a lot. That's all I can really remember. Can I ask what happened? My mother had the same legacy as me, but didn't need these gloves to control it. Most people get their legacy when they're around ten. I got mine when I was three. One day she picked me up, and as I held on to her, she vanished, absorbed into my left hand. Zarian, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. It's okay. I've dealt with it. Like I said, your dad got me out of a pretty rough spot. He loved everyone in this town. It was his home. Everyone felt like his responsibility. He'd be proud of you, too, Zarian. Thank you, Nova. It's incredible to see how strong you've gotten these last few months. A true Ravenwood through and through. (laughs) Thank you for actually teaching us every once in a while. (laughs) Ouch! Now you're starting to sound like Magnus. I miss him, too. I think they're still out there. Somewhere. 
Something tells me you might be right. Nova gave Zarian a hug, catching him by surprise. You're as much a Ravenwood as I am. You're always welcome at our house. Zarian didn't say a word, but smiled. Nova swore she could see a tear streak down Zarian's cheek. All right, that's enough feelings for today. <laughs> Need to teleport back to the dorms? I'm okay. I think I'd rather walk. Thank you, Zarian. I'll see you tonight. Get some rest if you can. And with that, Zarian snapped his fingers and disappeared. Nova walked back to the dorms, her father still on her mind. Meanwhile, far to the south of Oakvale, deep in a swamp near Quietwater, one of the great cities, a group of people harvested spell components from the marshy water. An elderly woman led the group, dressed in thick, muddy robes with a wide-brimmed hat hiding her gray hair. Suddenly, she stood upright, her eyes scanning the swamp beyond them. I need everyone to leave right now. Master, what's wrong? He's here. I can feel him. Impressive. With a shimmer of light, Diamond became visible, hovering a few feet above the water. You know who I am. I don't know you, but I know who sent you. And so you took precautions. No one else would suspect a poor old woman living in a swamp. But I see right through you. Don't you dare take one step closer to her. The younger woman next to her lifted her staff, which instantly grew bumps and bobbles. Teaching them forbidden arts. I should eliminate them as well. You know the rules. Look, I don't know who you are, but you're outnumbered and on our land. We won't go easy on you. I admire your confidence, but do you think a stick can stop me? The old woman's eyes began to glow green as she locked eyes with Diamond's mask. Just how many legacies have you stolen? Everyone run! We can help you, please! This man is stronger than all of you. We can't just leave you alone. We're not going anywhere. Flora, forgive me. Please take care of my family. I love you all. The old woman clapped her hands together and the group vanished into thin air, leaving only her and Diamond. No! Wise. You could have gone with them. But I see you know it's only a matter of time. Where is Hadley? What did you do to him? Hadley? Ah, was he the pathetic mirror legacy? My subordinate dispatched him quickly. I will do you the same courtesy. You say that like I can't defend myself. Suddenly, the woman began to transform, sprouting wings and a tail, growing larger and larger until she took her true form, a gigantic green dragon. I'll tear you limb from limb. You're not taking one step further into my home. I was hoping you'd want to fight. Diamond extended his hand, which immediately burst into white-hot flames, covering his entire arm. Let's see just how strong the dragons really are. Back at the tower, Class Red was in their dorm, packing their belongings into the backpack. Nova had fashioned her new cloak around her, while Briar and Ren grabbed their potions and food. You know, I don't understand why they're starting this thing at night. Wouldn't morning make more sense? It's so we find a place to camp as quickly as possible. They want to make sure we put everything we learned about taking a long rest in a dangerous location. Do we have everything? The checklist is good. Come on, let's get down there. I want to be at the front of the line. Class Red made their way to the Great Hall, 
passing Class Blue on the large spiral staircase heading down the tower. Greetings, Class Red. I don't know about you, but I am absolutely ecstatic for this exam. I have a feeling we will encounter monsters that we've only read about. I know, I could barely sleep. All I could think about was punching a ghoul right in its ghoul face. Maybe you two can form your own team and let the rest of us just go our own way. Uh, if they're making a new team, can I go with them instead? Ha <laughs> you're so funny. Watch it. I'm both nervous and excited. Remember, this is an exam, not a game. But it's a little like a game, right? Come on, don't tell me you're not excited to trounce the other classes. Okay, okay, maybe just a little. The members of Class Gold caught up to the six. We packed plenty of food. (laughs) If you pick a campsite for your long rest near us, come say hi. We are not sharing food with other classes. We're competing with them. Oh, don't be like that. We have more than enough. Plus, if Ren prepared their food, I do not want to miss out. Of course I made the food. What, do you think I'm going to let Mosshead over there pick the menu? Excuse me. I'll have you know the list of food I originally gave you to prepare covered all major food groups and dietary necessities. Yeah, and it tasted as bland as you just sounded. I'm with Delta. Your food is incredible. Good luck on the first exam. Thank you, you too. As they reached the hall, they could see their instructors standing with the headmaster. Ah, this is my favorite part of the year. Seeing just how much the first years have improved. You know, Zarian, my kids might just give your kids a run for their money. Class Blue's been working hard to come up with some brand new tricks. Perhaps. But Class Gold does it all with style and grace. Just wait and see. You're about to be dazzled. (laughs) Cerulean de Lamar. Legacy Glamour. Their legacy gives them a charm over others that seems totally irresistible. They are a gorgeous merfolk with aqua-colored scales and shining yellow eyes, iridescent fins, and beautifully webbed fingers and toes. Cherry blossom petals seem to float on the wind whenever they enter the room. Sabrina will no doubt be this year's winner. None of these classes even stand a chance. You've got an impressive team, Cerulean, that's for sure. I'm excited to see them in action. (laughs) Who wouldn't? But I must say I've heard quite the high praise about your little group. I just hope everyone has fun. This is such an exciting part of the year. I just want the students to do their best. Saskia Stonewall. Born without a legacy, Saskia is able to convert mist into raw strength and durability. She is a tall, muscular, giant-born woman with a long black braid. Although she is intimidating in physique, she always has a shining smile and cheery personality. Class Bronze is going to wow you all. Just wait. Six o'clock on the dot. Shall we begin? A pair of mage hands shut and lock the doors to the room. Tardiness is unacceptable. Classes that are not in this room are automatically failed. Wow, this is already harsh. Disappointing. (laughs) Those teachers should be ashamed of themselves. Agreed. Not exactly setting an exemplary example for the students now, are they? All right, first years, this is it. Group with your class. A portal will be opening in a few moments, leading you all to the entrance of the dungeon. Different paths will lead to tougher challenges, but greater rewards. Be on the lookout for chests containing items to help you on your way. Good luck. You're all gonna need it. 
The students began looking around at each other, some with nervous frowns, others with excited grins. Good luck out there, students. Each student could feel their heart beat faster and faster until suddenly a golden portal opened in front of them. The students couldn't see beyond a swirling haze of gray mist. Finally, let's do this. Ren leapt into the portal, vanishing from sight. As soon as he was gone, the other students began following suit, one by one stepping into their portals. You ready? You know it. The two of them stepped in, Briar first, followed by Nova. We've got this. Back near Quietwater, black smoke billowed into the air as the swamp was engulfed in white flames so hot, not even the water could quell them. Diamond approached the dragon, now defeated on the ground before him. Sapphire walked behind him, surveying the damage. You weren't lying when you said you didn't need our help. I had no intention of risking everything we've worked for. My abilities simply needed to be tested. Perhaps I should have held back. You bastard! You won't get away with this! And who is going to stop me? Suddenly, the dragon let out an incredible roar, not just emitting a booming sound, but an explosion of mist in its wake. What the hell? Enough! Diamond placed both his hands on the dragon, and she was quickly absorbed into his body. He immediately collapsed to the ground. Are you alright? I'm fine. I anticipated this. She only made things more difficult for us. Now the others know we're coming. But it will not matter. They can't stop us now. Diamond looked back over the decimated landscape, and for a brief moment, his eyes gave off a green glow as he and Sapphire vanished once again from sight. Warlock, Episode 12. Ready or not, midterms begin. Nova is voiced by Claire Clausen. Ren and Balthazar by Nick Akins. Briar by Jackie Webb. The Lady in Darkness by Tamara Deering. Kira by Shelby Hall. Xander by Jeremy Cobb. Savrina by Chris Gideon. Dust Bottle and Diamond by Brandon Meeks. Brizia by Matthew Quattlebaum. Sid by Bill Roper. Rick by Isaac Otterman. Flora and Saskia by Melinda Beck. Sapphire by Tony Milder. Delta by Brianne Bushes. The Green Dragon by Abigail Maupin. Cerulean by Neil Robertson. Caligari by D'Angelo Murillo. Additional voices by Cy Lee Deering Burrell. Zarian and Mendel by Zachary Burrell. Special thanks to Wizards of the Coast. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your preferred platform. Check out our Patreon for early access, filler episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, and other bonus content. Link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Next time on Warlock, the students gather their wits while thrust into the unknown territory of the dungeon, while Class Red goes the path less traveled. Will it lead to treasure or danger? Episode 13, In Darkest Dungeon. Go, Class Red! Next time on Warlock.